Our Old Testament reading for today, Isaiah 42, is a monumental chapter in all of the scriptures. It's it's one that appears in the important, or I guess the more festive times of our church year. It shows up in Advent, it shows up in Lent. Uh, And as we approach anything that celebrates uh, the revelation of Jesus to be the Christ, Isaiah 42 is always mentioned. It starts off as a a chapter describing the servant of God that is to come. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. Are the opening phrases of this chapter. And for us we can probably quickly recognize it to itself being a prophecy that is lived out as Jesus is baptized. Where we literally see the Spirit descend and we hear the voice of God saying, My Son in whom I am well pleased. But it's also in this chapter that as it leads forward in talking about what is this servant to be, or who is this servant to be, it is why this servant must come. And right before our reading for today, it describes what is to happen when this servant arrives. Then in verse 10, it says, Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise from the end of the earth, you who go down to the sea and all that fills it, the coastlands and all their inhabitants. That upon this servant coming into the world, the people respond with a new song. Again, something we see later in the story of Christ, all the way at the end in Revelations, where time and time again, it describes those who are with the Lord in His sanctuary, waiting for the day, singing a new song. But why? What is it that causes such joy of singing such a new song? Our reading today, beginning later on, in verse 14, where the Lord is tired of remaining silent Himself and starts to respond and describes that He is to speak out. And as He speaks, the earth itself transforms with His voice. And that as He goes out, He looks like a warrior going forward. But then He takes a gentler tone. And it says in verse 16, And I will lead the blind in a way that they do not know. In paths that they have not known, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light and rough places into level ground. This is something that we've heard over and over again throughout our lives in Christ. That we are ones who have received the light of the world and in fact are to be the light of the world. We sing of being people who were blind, but now we see. We are the ones who are being led. We are the ones whose paths ahead of us have been lighted by God. This light, in my opinion, does two things. And causes two things. The first of these things is actually terror. If anyone has ever experienced the light of the Lord bringing to light something in your life, you know 
what kind of terror I am speaking about. In fact, most likely, as we read the three readings today, the one from Ephesians 5 and the one out of John, where it's describing light coming into our lives and describing us suddenly seeing, our hearts shake a little bit. Because there's still this question in our lives of where is it that we have tried to keep the light of the Lord out. In the season of Lent, we make a practice of adding prayer and devotion and giving into our lives. And you cannot help by adding prayer and devotion into your life of examining your heart. And maybe as you've been doing that, there's been something that's been creeping up that you know you need to bring to the Lord. You know that you have done your best to withhold from. Think of the reaction of the Pharisees at the very end of our Gospel reading today, where they're wondering, are we the ones that are supposed to be blind? How many times have we asked ourselves when confronted, how dare you say that? How dare you convict me? I'm the one that goes to church on Wednesdays. How dare the law speak to me in such a way? Certainly there is this fearful part in the heart of the Christian that when it is exposed by the light of the Lord, we know what this means, that it's over. Because once those sins of ours are brought to light, we begin to see the colorlessness of them, the the ugliness of the way that they can be. And we know we can't go back to it. This is the frustration and the hardship of anyone who's dealt with any kind of addiction. Seeing the ugliness of what we once were and knowing I can't possibly go back to that. And maybe even fearful of what it might be to go back to that. Light is powerful in the fact that it can expose what can be so dark. What it is that we are prone to chase after. In Isaiah 42, the Lord points out that Israel itself still had these dark places. They were the dark spots on the mountains where they had built up their altars. They were the dark places in the hearts of all those Israelites who continued to chase after these other gods who had just not engraved their images on poles but had them engraved on their hearts. For the Christian, for us, the ones coming to hear the Word of God and to see the light, once those engraved parts of our hearts are exposed, We have to ask what's next. It's not just terror, though, that the light can bring into our lives, but it's also beauty. I'm sure most of you will remember from your days of school of how color appears. It appears with light. In fact, you may have experienced the problem of picking out a paint swatch, 
taking it home and finding that that color does not look good in the lighting that you had. Very frustrating moment. The light changes what it is we see and how we see it. And for us, the sins of our lives are in the deep, dark, colorless places. And that as the light comes in and exposes, it brings color. It brings vibrancy. It brings what we would consider to be life. For Israel, as the light of the Lord is proclaimed to it and brought to it, and those high places these other gods are removed, they're covered over with vegetation. They're covered over with promises. For the Christian, when the light comes into our life, and those dark places are exposed, and we have to ask what is next, that's where the beauty of the light comes in as well. Bringing color to those dark spots. Bringing life and light to that which was once dead, to that which couldn't even be seen anymore. This is why Paul, when he's talking in Ephesians, he's talking about the difference that, that is now from what that used to be. That at one time we were those in the darkness. But once that light has come into your life and you've been remade and renewed with this color, with this light, this life, there's no going back to it. In fact, he, he kind of gives us a, a childish talk about stranger danger. To stay away from those who are still in the darkness. For, for their goal is not your betterment. But to actually lead you back to it. But when the light comes into our life, we hear this ancient song come to us that says, Awake, O sleeper. Arise from the dead. Light of Christ shines. That that which in the, is in the dark stumbles, falls, and falls asleep. But that which is in the light comes to life, to color, to movement. And so we remember the words that this part of the Isaiah 42 begins with. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord a new song that is made of the light that you have received. This new song takes place in our lives every day. In the way that we chase after justice before God. The way we bathe and bask in the light that comes to us and receive His righteousness. In the way that we can put away those dark spots and learn and walk in the path of His light. In our world today, there's, there's a lot of phrases that, that use light to mean something. If you go on to most any university or college campus, you'll see that their emblems generally have a lamp on there or, or a beacon of light or something like that because there's a, there's a statement that's taken out of context from Scripture that the truth will set you free. And so there's this chasing after this truth in this world. 
But for us, we know that the truth that all are chasing after is Jesus Christ. And that same truth is the same life that has come to us. And it's that light that now stirs what once were darkened hearts to instruments playing a new song. Singing out the praises of God. Who hear the words, Awake, O sleeper, and rise. Amen. Amen.